It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. And action, away we go. Welcome to Here's Your Freaking Podcast with the Jason Lee and Clark Show. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and you and you. It's good to have you along. Remember, you can catch up uh, if you're falling behind and you're just kind of skipping around and get to the rest of the episodes. Head over to jlnkshow.com. What do we got? Hey, does it feel different today? Uh, Why? What would... Huh? Today's the 350th episode of our podcast. Free fitty? Is free fitty? Three fitty. Well, it's uh, only fitting. We've got uh, a lot of boner news we're going to talk about today, ah. including we're going to find out uh, there's a spider that'll leave you with a boner. There's uh, master dating. We'll talk about uh, what do you like to what do you like to refer to it as when you get home from work every day and it's quiet and your wife is away and the garage door is down beating your meat. <laughs> we'll find out about. The uh, benefits of beating your meat. I don't think beating your meat made an appearance in our vernacular until like late middle school, early high school. Because I think back in the day it was called jacking off. Oh, gross. He's jacking off. Then it became jerking off. And then it became all the other ones. We'll also take a look at if you're uh, curious about watching pornography for the first time ever with your lady. And then we've got uh, one of those weirdos who married something. Well, something. Let's start right here. I saw this coming a mile away. Driverless robo-taxis are very popular in the San Francisco area, Uh, not just for getting from place to place. Yeah, what do they call that? Silicon Valley? Could you believe it if I told you that people are using the robo-taxis to get from point A to point B, but get a little point D in between? How long have you been working on that headline? I just made it up. It literally just <laughs> came to me. <laughs> Little point D in between. <laughs> I was going to go point C, and well, I thought maybe, yeah. I don't know, point P. Uh, eh, let's go with the point D. Hey, by the way, asking her if she wants to get a little point D in the cab is going to get you nothing, probably. I don't know about that. Asking if you could get a little point P isn't going to help. Uh, asking, telling her if she's going to get a little point D, I think that works pretty good. Uh, it appears people are, you know fucking in in these cars i mean i get it if you're young and adventurous because it is kind of funny the idea is like hey we're in a car there's no one else here it's just us one man alex says he's had at least three sessions uh ranging ranging from making out to full-on sex in the back of a robo taxi uh one lady who was with alex during one of his adventures says one thing led to another and he made sure Oh, there was three people in a car. She said, uh, one thing led to another, and he made sure that she was taken care of. It's not clear exactly, though, who cleans up the car after the encounter happens or what happens to any videos that might be taken inside of the car. Yeah, my first thought is if they're driverless cabs and they're then they're connected all over at all points, there's got to be a camera on the inside, right? Even for liability reasons? There's got to be an eye on the inside. Which I guess is... Sweet work if you're a monitor. You're like, yeah. oh, oh, here's Alex again. He's you see still anything going today? after it. No, I didn't see anything. Oh, huh. It says here that you emailed a bunch of your work home. Yeah, what? I just want to make sure that I'm doing a good job. copy it over just to make sure. Supermarket in Austria has been forced to close down because a spider got loose and bit somebody. Workers at the store discovered a four-inch black and red spider. Ugh. And called police. Emergency workers came in to search for the spider, but they couldn't find it. They believe that the spider is an intruder. It's a Brazilian wandering spider. 
terrifying. It's known to travel to Europe in cases of of bananas. The venom is extremely dangerous. Hey, what is these it? things are fucking awful. They're the most hideous looking. If you saw one of these, you would immediately walk away. It's the spider with all the warning signs right there on it. Yeah, it's gigantic. It's colorful. It raises its arms like, what the fuck is up when it's in danger? And what? it's five to seven inches across. And a lot of people know that they actually they actually use what is believed to be a human voice. And it says, you don't want none of this smoke. <laughs> the venom is extremely dangerous, has been known to cause convulsions, blurry vision, hypothermia, and long-lasting, painful erections in men. You lost me at painful. But you had me at long-lasting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Supermarket immediately shut okay, down, remains closed until it's been taken care of. The fucking fangs on this thing. I mean, that's got to be a spider bite. That's got to yeah. hurt. That's got to hurt bad. Yeah, that venom goes straight to the dong. Straight to the dong. They'd uh, find me. I'd cry hard as a rock, but I would have cried myself to death. Yeah. All right. What is master dating? Dating and relationships are tough out there in the world these days. Now you have to add a gloss. You have to add a, uh, uh, some sort of a glossary every time for all the new terms that are popping up. Today we've got five new terms for you that should be added. Now you're fully in the know on what people might be talking about in the world of dating and social interaction. What is master dating? I to me that sounds like something you do on your own. This is losery as fuck. When someone goes out on a traditional date but goes it alone. Isn't it just going out? That's what I thought. Going to see a movie by yourself, going to dinner. Hey, I would rather just say I'm a loser with no friends than say I was master dating. Yep. What is fubbing? Fub, fubbing? B? It's what happens when your date is more interested in what's going on on their phone. Calls, texts, social media, taking selfies. That's when the phone is more important than you on a date. What is cookie jarring? Yeah, now we're talking. I don't know. Is that reaching inside and grabbing yourself a treat? Uh, cookie jarring is think a backup plan. It's when someone is in a relationship and they've set up a safe landing spot for themselves with another person should their current situation not pan out. Oh. We used to call it back burner girlfriend. Yeah. You always had a back burner girlfriend. Like, well, if something doesn't work out with this one, I got a little. I've, I've got a softer one on the on the in so the bag. It's called cookie jar. Yeah. Huh. What is benching? Uh, is that when you push her up over yourself? Or, uh, worse than cookie jarring, benching. This is where a person is crystal clear that they're the plan B or C for the person that they're trying to date. While the person is leaving little doubt that they're hey, looking well, for better options. Well, that's hurtful to uh, the person being benched. Yeah. Like, look, kid, you're not a starter here. You're always going to be second choice. Yeah, I just want you to know that. You're, the best you could hope for is sixth man of the year. What is a breadcrumber? Uh, I think I've heard that term before, and I can't remember what it is. It's something about leading somebody on a little bit. Slow and painful way to let somebody, well, someone lets the other person know that a commi uh, commitment won't be happening. You just drop a little trail of bread. Uh. Go, oh, oh, oh. Or uh, if you're a Family Guy fan, it's piece of candy, piece of candy, piece of candy, like piece of candy. Like he's like, let's plan a vacation for next summer. And you're like, well, why don't we get through the spring first? Stuff like that to make them think that you're not going to be around next summer. They give you enough to keep you following along, but not enough to allow you to feel fulfilled. Hmm. 
brutal. So there you go. Use those with your single friends. You look a lot cooler. You look a lot hipper. You look a lot smarter. I mean, unless you're the one being benched. That, then that, that stinks. Yeah. If you're on the receiving end of any of these, almost, that wouldn't brag about it. All right. What are the incredible benefits, according to Men's Health Magazine? What are the 10 incredible benefits of beating your meat, playing with yourself, the five-knuckle shuffle? Well, I mean, other than the fact that it's a great way to pass time, it don't cost nothing and it feels good. Those are the big three. I like free stuff. It don't cost nothing. It's a nice time filler. It lowers your prostate cancer risk. Okay. I think we all know that, right? We hear that all the time. Yeah. Uh, they found prostate owners who... Uh, it was like that and spicy food are the two biggest things you can do to help your prostate health. Well, they said prostate owners, that's dudes, who give up the juice more than 21 times a month reduce their risk of prostate cancer by 33%. Nice. See, so if you hear that garage door go up and you're not quite finished yet, go ahead, top off the tank. So she, when she catches you, you can say, I'm doing it for us. You don't want to be a single mom. I want to live to see my grandchildren. Right. Isn't prostate cancer one of those things that if you catch it, if you get it later in life, they just let it go? They have no clue. Because it'll take so long. They're just like, eh, you're fine. They uh, followed up with the same group of people. The uh, initial study was uh, in 2004. In 2016, they went back and they looked up the uh, original people. They found that those who, uh, you know, gave up the juice 8 to 12 times a month reduced their prostate risk by 10%. So, again, you're doing it because you're fighting off the cancer. Hey, imagine being part of that study, though. You sign up for it, and then, like, 20 years later, like, hey, man, you still uh, beat off a ton? Am I? <laughs> As a matter of fact, it's the, it's the one consistent thing in my life for the last two decades. <laughs> Maybe even more. <laughs> Remember the first time around, it was 21 times a month? That was when I was a young man, and I was still getting laid. Right, right. Uh, yeah, hey, uh, there's somebody on the phone for you. Who is it? Oh, it's those jack-off guys. Yeah. Oh, I'm... Tell them I'm fine. I'm still still chugging along. They still got that room for me at the end? Yeah. It makes you harder. As you age, you naturally lose muscle. Even down there. You got a dong. Regular sex or masturbation works your pelvic floor muscles to prevent erectile dysfunction and incontinence. Masturbation keeps the angle of your dangle perky, Warren. Oh. Because of uh, what? It says because the smooth muscle, smooth muscle, (laughs) it goes with my smooth brain, smooth muscle of the penis needs to be enriched with oxygen, which is delivered whenever there's a rush of blood to the dong, like when you get an erection. Aim for three to five times a week for rock solid results. Masturbation helps you last longer in bed. We all know that, right? You got to clean out the pipes. Yeah. It boosts immunity. Like if you commit a crime and they're like, <laughs> you're going in- to jail. You're like, uh-uh, I'm immune. I was going to say, like, <laughs> you know, I'm immune to everything. Government immunity. You can't do anything to me. Yeah, that comes with masturbation. They actually did say, uh, according to a study, showed that uh, uh, dudes had more white blood cells 45 minutes after they had a solo orgasm. Masturbation boosts your mood. Mm. We all know that. So far, I've yet to see a downside. It can help you fall asleep faster. Of course. 
It increases your lifespan. Here we go. 1,000 men over a course of 20 years. <laughs> hey, I'm going to be looking around at 120 years old. And I don't know what my secret is. I have no idea. Still playing pickup games of basketball in the park. <laughs> All my friends and family have died. Uh, I'm so alone. <laughs> I might as well have a yank. <laughs> Warren, what's your secret to old age? I don't want to tell you. It's a Dr. Pepper in a Newport. They said uh, over the course of 20 years, they found that two or more orgasms a week, uh, the people who had two or more orgasms a week died at half the rate that those who had less than that number of orgasms per month. Mm. It helps improve your skin. (laughs) Masturbation helps you get to know your body better. Hey, if you knew me as a teenager, you would know that was probably untrue. Yeah, I don't always believe that. I'm like, man, when when you were at your peak, you were the zittiest motherfucker Uh, there ever was. I know. Uh, you get to know your body better, and uh, it improves your heart health. Contrary to popular belief, sex can up your risk of a heart attack, a stroke. Regular orgasms, though, can actually help protect you against cardiovascular disease. It is pretty funny after you've ever, uh, if you've had a Fitbit and you've ever looked at your like hour-by-hour breakdown, you're like, what was I doing for five? Oh, pfft. <laughs> You're like, oh, copy swinging Fitbit. It says men who had sex one or fewer times per month were 45% more likely to die from cardiovascular disease. Again, I'm doing it for us. Yeah, plus if you're not getting laid, you're like, I'm dying of a broken heart. Here's, My penis is withering. Oh, see, we got 10 great things about jerking the gherkin. Now we have three drawbacks to giving yourself the business. But don't yeah, worry, these are all flexible. Yeah, you might lose friends and family over it. Right. <laughs> The other people on the bus will hate you. Yeah. <laughs> they say you can hurt yourself. Masturbation is usually harmless, but it is possible to hurt yourself if you're going too hard for too long. It says injuries can occur when the person masturbating pushes beyond their body's signals. <laughs> it's like you're burning up, coming back into the atmosphere. My heat shields are down. <laughs> Your poor penis is like, I'm tired, boss. And you're like, I think you could go another shift. <laughs> Uh, you can give yourself... Hey, what's that moment like when you realize you've pushed too far? I don't know. The downside of masturbation, you can give yourself a death grip syndrome. What? Death grip syndrome describes the decreased sensitivity some dudes experience when they've been stroking with too much force. According to a 2015 oh, study... you've calloused your poor wing. Using too much pressure during masturbation can affect your ability to orgasm during partnered sex. You don't want to be down there yanking it. I mean, you're you're not trying to up, you know pull it out by the root. Uh, it says getting used to an aggressively tight grip can set you up for penile injury. Fortunately, most people can train their bodies out of the death grip <laughs> by practicing lighter strokes for a while. Hey, that's for somebody who's not a gluttonous pig. It says if it doesn't work for you, talk to your doctor. I don't think so. <laughs> Anything else? I, yeah, no, I'm good. All right, I'll see you, you know next what? year. Just just hypothetically, what if I am choking the hell out of my penis every day? He's like, yes, hypothetically speaking. Uh, I bet you could look at somebody and know. You're like, oh, yeah, man, he's, he's squeezing his dong like it's, it owes him money. How much masturbation is too much? They said there's no right or wrong. We knew that before. It's uh, but when it comes to compulsive masturbation, <laughs> that's you don't want hey, that on your resume. No, that's what I don't want to come down with. What, what, however, you get this. It's not necessarily the number of times someone masturbates that can impact them. It's the when, how, and why. <laughs> For example, someone who works from home is able to masturbate privately on their breaks as a means of a stress reliever, right? 
On the other hand, someone who is excusing themselves from work meetings to <laughs> masturbate in a public bathroom is another story. <laughs> you fucking devious. Uh, hey, I hope that would be my rock bottom moment. I'm like, excuse me, I have to go to the bathroom. And you come back, I'm like, what are we saying now? Pouted your putt in the bathroom. <laughs> Sad motherfucker. Oh, shit. All right, here we go. Here's the tips to easing into pornography with your significant other. Come back, you're all out of breath. Hey. They say long-term relationships uh, comes the inevitability of a sexual sales stale spot. Kick things up a notch. Many couples turn to... Try masturbating during a meeting. Right. They turn to porn. In fact, 76% of couples surveyed said they feel com- uh, comfortable enjoying adult content with their partner. That's a conversation that would be tough to bring up for the other 24%. Here's some help. Ease into it. Don't just jump into the Pornhub universe. Start slowly. Have a conversation about heating things up. Maybe go old school, like with a classy DVD. Discuss the new things you'd like to try. Introduce a toy. And then bring up the possibility of some quality porn time. Quality porn time. It's a great name for a band. I would rather... I think I'd be an easier sell for me. At least I'd feel less embarrassed. I'm like, you want to casually try heroin? I'd like... You want to see what all the fuss is about I, this drug? I'd almost rather they caught me watching it and then say, what is this? And you can explain then, your way out of then it. Then do initiate a conversation. They say timing is everything. It's not obviously going to be a topic you can bring up when your partner is busy. Um, what are you? When are you supposed to bring it up? When things are starting to heat up a little bit or you can tell they're headed that direction or well, you're making plans us. down the road? It, it says this isn't a topic that's easy to I bring mean, up. You can't bring it up pulling the Salisbury steak out of the oven for dinner. Yeah. You like stofers and pornography? How about stuffers? They say if your partner is busy, stressed, or just coming home from a hard day at work, or when you're starting to get physical, uh, putting unneeded pressure on the moment. They don't tell you when it's the right time to bring it up. It's because there's never a right time to bring it up. Get into the why. Be honest about why you want to do it. Is it to try new positions? Insight on what works for your partner? Inspiration? Curiosity? Yeah, I want it to be better for you, so maybe we could learn something. Communication. I want you to be as gross as I am. And this is funny. A newly formed porn bond oh. will inevitably lead to some questions. Don't be afraid to stop and discuss what you're seeing. I don't think so. So what am I seeing here? It's like a teacher during a lecture. They'll pause right. the screen. I'm like, now what do we do? What do we think about this right here? Well, she's in high heels and stepping on his balls. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Agree. This is a must. You must agree that things are private and confidential. You must know what the boundaries are. That is the most serious part. Now look at now. Here's we're the, not going to speak about this outside of this room. Are we? Are we good? Right. No. It is possible that your partner might shoot the entire idea down in flames, and you need to be prepared for that. And not just be prepared <laughs> hey, for that; you must be willing to accept that. She might just make barfing, the gagging noises, right. and leave the. <laughs> They also remind you that porn is not real life. We know. Trust us, we know. Some contortions aren't uh, the least bit realistic, comfortable for more than 30 seconds at a time. So please remember all of those. All right, here's another one of those guys when we wrap up the podcast. Arkansas man, uh, he he had an intimate relationship with his car. Mm. I think we remember we talked about this guy. He, like, physically... What are we talking? Is it Grand Am or better? Uh, a it Corolla? Is, it is a Monte Carlo. Oh. Hot. Uh, the motorist, his name was, uh, is, he's not dead, his name is Nathaniel. 
detailed how his relationship broke down with his 1998 Chevrolet Monte Carlo. Sick. Uh, the car's name was Chase. Oh. This affair captured headlines over a decade ago when it was featured on an episode of TLC's My Strange Addiction. Yeah, he's a car humper. You car humper. Where does he where does he put his junk? Mm, I think wherever he wants. Uh, he was seen expressing his love, obviously, for the Monte Carlo. He admitted that he even had sex with the car. Hey, Chevy guys are so weird. Yeah, oh, oh, oh. Um, and now I'm sorry to say that they are together no more. Oh, no. Well, it was a 1998 car. What happened to it? It probably just gave up the ghost, right? It broke down. Uh, just broke. Ran out of fuel, I guess. I don't know. He said he tried to move on with several new cars, but admitted he can't or he can't replace Chase. And he thinks that the new car that he's fucking is nothing more than a friends with benefits situation. So he did find another, uh, you know, so he's just place a, for his Peter. He's going to live out his days as a widower. Yeah. He said, I think people will be surprised to hear that Chase isn't a part of my life anymore. When you last saw me a decade ago, I wasn't in an intimate relationship with Chase. Uh, he uh, Footage shows he clearly smooching on the, 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 uh, the bumper, the steering wheel. Telling the car how much he loved it. You can find all of this on YouTube, by the way. He said after meeting Chase um, at a resale lot, it was love at first sight. And he was drawn to the car. Um, and he just said that he felt a connection. He, he cried when he thought about what he would do if he ever lost his lover. Back in the olden days, his heart would just stop. Well, clearly his heart hasn't stopped. We still all hands in the middle of this is mental illness. Uh, it's definitely something, uh, or just a cry for attention. I'm, I'm betting there's probably more of a cry for attention than anything else. Some, somebody, please just acknowledge that I'm here, please. Um, the car was involved in a serious accident four years ago uh, when it went into maintenance. Uh, I still think uh, about it a lot, and it breaks my heart that he's not here. I felt like he deserved better. He said, speaking of chase the car. Nathaniel is one of the rare people who experience objectophilia. Can't he just, you know, do it like a frame-off restoration? I don't know. You know, LS swap, put some new wheels on it. Yeah. Put some craggers. Craggers. <laughs> they still make craggers? Cherry bombs, cherry wax packs. What the hell were those things? With the glass packs? Oh, yeah, I used to buy. Used to be able to buy cherry bombs at Meyer. As a way of coping, the fact that he lost his car, um, he's actually turned his room into a shrine for his Monte Carlo, the bumper has become his bed's headboard. Nostalgic pictures of the two of them are found throughout the house. Bedroom is a special place, he says. I feel like it's a perfect place for him to have him close to me. Mm. Uh, mm. One of them is the car getting a bath. Obviously, he's washing the car. You look back, you realize the things you take for granted, he said, till it's too late. Says he still thinks about Chase, even though he's moved on to several other cars. He said he went, he went out looking for new lovers when he came across his... Uh, don't say it like this. His baby girl. Gross. It's a Lexus ES three thirty that he that he's called calls what? Lexus. A Lexus? Just Lex. Okay. Oh, okay. Said he ran through a fleet of cars in his collection. He admitted Lexus, not the only one I have in his life. He's expanding his, his circle. Hmm. Mungus uh, Circle is a brand new uh luxury sedan. He calls Jordan. He's very luxurious, very gentlemanly. I have affection for Jordan all the time. I love him all the time. I give him kisses. You know what he doesn't have a lot of in his circle? Probably friends. I don't see any so far. 
Uh, he then moved on to his uh, more manly partner, Jet, who is a, a large black SUV. Has a cute butt, he says. He likes the back tail lights. Hmm. Arkansas man said as the SUV partners. Oh, his SUV partners with his jet ski, Adam. Which he gets to wrap my legs around him and feels like I'm hugging him. I used to spend more time on the lake with him, but it's been a while. Yes, it's, uh, yes, I understand, Nathan. It's uh, been a while for all of us. Oh, uh, this guy. Despite his uh, expanding circle, he says, they have plenty of love to go around. None of his cars ever feel jealous of each other. So, uh, good for him. Good for him. It's tough out there. Tough out there to be single. Difficult. Is your brother, is your brother coming to Thanksgiving? I, I hope not. He's bringing his jet yeah, ski. Bring, bringing somebody special. Okay. Like, fuck yeah, he's bringing his jet ski. Nice. So there you go. There's, there's, I have weirdo that we wrap the podcast up with every week. So, All right. Thanks for checking out 350. Uh, every episode, obviously, is available. You can stay up to date. All things JLNK, social media, videos, whatever. It's all there. Head over to jlnkshow.com. That's it. We'll see you next Tuesday. Podcasts by Federated Media.